to another episode of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Joining me tonight, we got Devin. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And we got Rob and Matilda. Hey, guys. Yep, we're both here. Matilda, want to say hi? Well, there. I was going to say, don't get her started. She won't stop <laughs> saying hi. Okay. Uh, all right, so we're going to jump right into this week. I was out last week. Matilda is very upset that I was not here last week. It was a dress elf in the room. I, I sound different because pretty soon here I'm going to be on mobile. He's on the road, uh, folks. I'm going to be on mobile S setup for SU for a good chunk of time. So with that being said, I'm testing out the mobile setup for right now. So He uh, is going to T, uh, TNT headquarters. Or TLC, TLC, TLC yeah. headquarters, and he is going to pick it outside until they pick up a show. Yep, from us. Until they pick up our show. Yep, that's true. That's exactly what's happening. Uh, this week we have a couple things to talk about. One is a movie st- starring Russell Crowe called Unhinged, uh, and then the other Fat Russell Crowe. Fat Russell Crowe, and then the other is uh, the Disney Channel's. WandaVision. I don't know why when you said when you like introduced Disney, I'm like, oh shit, we're doing a Disney Channel original movie. The Disney yeah. Channel original movie, Break. <laughs> Break. Oh god, I I think I've seen that. I love Break. Huh. I could talk about Break for hours. Is that the but roller anyway. skating one? It is like like roller skating down the hill. Yeah. 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 God, it's Good been times. forever since I've seen any type of Disney Channel movie, like original movie. When I think Disney movie, I well, just I think mean, of like the classics. The, oh, and we have the. Let me go to the other chat here. The one I sent the other day. <laughs> have, uh, yeah, like the race car one or whatever. The go kart one. Yep, starring Brie Larson. <laughs> Brie, Brie Larson's hit. What she's best known for. Yes, right on track. Right on track. So Brie Larson, uh, if you're if you're if you're listening to this by chance, or if anybody who works with Brie Larson is listening to this by chance, tell her we loved her in Right on Track. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, Deserved an Oscar, in my opinion. So Rob, you're muted. I don't know if you knew that. I know you usually mute during the intro because I yelled at you for that one time where you started talking, asking if we started recording or not. <laughs> Yes, but no, I was muted because Matilda was continuing to say hello at length. <laughs> at length. <laughs> at nauseam. All right, so Unhinged. It To me, this movie literally feels like somebody who just got home from work, had a really bad day, hit road rage really hard in traffic, and decided to scribble out everything that he would continue to do to people if this day continued. And then just shit it onto somebody's desk, and they're like, "Oh, hey, this is a script, cool." And then they made the movie. I think I, I think I described it to you best, right? Um, I think I described it to you best. I said like it's honestly one of those movies that if you just watch it for what it is, it's fine. But it's super easy to pick apart. Like, there's so many things in the movie that you can easily just pick apart, 
And as soon as you're picking apart, it falls apart. But it's one of those movies, if you just like don't think about it, just close your eyes and watch it, it's not terrible. I mean... It will hold your attention. It's not terrible. It. I will give you that. It did hold my attention. But at the same time, it still just feels like everything I would have wanted to do to somebody when I was having a really bad day. Like, no, when, you, when you just envision it in your head, like. you're like, oh, this motherfucker. I mean, Webby, I would follow I already, this I already, fucking person. I already know you were Russell Crowe in your head throughout the whole movie. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. But, I mean, probably not as bad. I wouldn't have killed a kid. Well, I mean. <laughs> I've been on calls with you where I could point to that listen, otherwise. <laughs> listen. <laughs> I didn't finish the statement. No one needs to understand what I was about to say. Okay. <laughs> Um, so, okay, let's start with Rob on this one. Rob, I had you watch this the other night. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, going into it, you knew my thoughts on the movie. I did. Uh, what were your thoughts coming out of the movie? Because I feel like I lowered the bar real far for you. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, eh. like, I don't know. I hate this, like, you know, like, with the the platform, right? That's what it was called. Like, I hate this, oh, humanity is the evil and totally evil, like, thing. Like, I hate it when they do that. It's like, give me something that's, like, actually scary. It's like, oh, crazy human. But, like, but, I mean, I know that in Whoa. real life, crazy human is, like, the, the most thing you're going to actually find to be afraid of. Wait, that's the most terrifying thing, right? Crazy human. Because, I mean, but that's something you're going to encounter more more I often than not. encounter crazy Rob. humans in real life. I don't want to encounter them in my movie. Like, I, it's I, like, get that. I get that. But, I mean, this was, this was a horror movie. Either. This was a thriller. I mean... Uh, if anything, like, but, it was a thriller. But I was also lied to because... Well, not lied to, but you guys over-exaggerated. You're like, oh, he goes around killing everyone she knows. He killed two people. Well, yeah, I mean, and he, some strangers, he attempted to murder more. Some strangers people. bought it too by like collateral damage, but yeah, like the gas station guy, gas station guy, the cop, the gas station guy. I felt bad for him. Like I'm like, oh, okay, he's good in the car, and then the car him. slams into him. It's God like, ah, it. Jesus. Yeah, both times, like it's other cars that killed those other people. Like he just. Like oh he's so, he was the fuck luckiest fucking son of a bitch psycho there ever was. It's like oh this person's hurt, but now he could get hit by another random car. Oh this cop car got fucked around. Like, and then got hold on, by another I'll random break car. It down, Just break it down. Like hold on, I will preface and say I'm giving this movie way too much fucking credit. You could break it down and be like, well it's kind of a social commentary on the fact that this guy's running around murdering everybody, but cops no, are too busy fucking uploading it for fucking views on Instagram or whatever. And I mean, it's kind of true, but at the same time, I'm not giving, I refuse to give that movie this that much credit. Yeah. Like, like the but, amount of time it took for him to kill the lawyer in the restaurant. The cops should have already shown away. up. No, yeah. Everybody was too busy fucking recording it and uploading it to yeah, the fucking Twitter. But you know what? If you're going to try to pitch, if anyone's going to try to pitch that side of it to me, not everyone in that restaurant yeah. had, a, first- had a had a smartphone that could do that. And or well, what about the restaurant guy. employee? There, there was one guy at the restaurant when as soon as it started happening, he was like, call the cops. And then he ran off the door. Um, so, yeah. But, I mean, to be fair, though, I don't really blame the guy. Like, call the cops, run out the door. Like, I mean, this guy just murdered a dude in front of, like, 15 people. 
I mean, I wouldn't be sticking around to video record nothing. Right. I'd be out that door, too. Plus, you got a free meal out of it. Right? Upside. Dining dash. (laughs) One star Uh, review on Yelp. But, I mean, are you you telling me there are, out of the diner employees there, no one could pick up the phone and call 911 while this was happening? You could say they were, like... Like shock stunned. I mean, like it I, took like, way too long for that. Well, no, I'm just saying, like you could say, like I mean, because it's not every day. Like you're just enjoying like your day to day life at a fucking yeah. diner. Like you probably the same fucking people coming in and out every goddamn day. You know them by name, and then one guy sits down, and the next thing you fucking know, this guy just starts murdering a dude in front of you. Plus, like where did this take place? Knock you this off was your square pretty quick, right? Was this DC or something? I think it was. It looked like it was the DC because area. I don't know about where you guys live. If if somebody comes in and, and like they're in a diner scene or whatever, and he takes an empty coffee mug and punches the guy across from him to the point where he's bleeding all over the place and causes a commotion like that, either a manager or another customer is going to step up and try to intervene. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, the guy looks like he's, like, 500 pounds and out of shape. I'm sure most of the people would be like, I could take him. (laughs) As we find out, he's, like, 500 pounds of just, like, raw muscle, apparently. Yeah. 500 pounds and very much in shape. (laughs) He's just, like, he's, like, he's, like, one... With the exception of when he throws people. With the exception of when he throws people around. Yeah. The man is active. The man is active, all right? With the the exception of when he throws people around, he is essentially one punch man. He punches people, and then they stay down for a pretty long long length of time. (laughs) Like, it's it's bad. I mean, I, I will say this, though. Like, the punches that he gave the mom, those did look pretty good. Although the mom is fucking retarded sometimes. But like yeah. when she fucking knocked over. First off, first off, I want to say I mean, that fucking minivan that uh, he was in at the end there had no center of gravity. No, or the fucking Prius yeah. well, uh, is a better is a better wedge than I thought. No, she fucking rolled the, that the, shit. The, the minivan versus minivan. No, that would not have done that. You mean their quote <laughs> Fortnite strategy? Yeah, their Fortnite that strategy. Too, I was like. I'm like, I don't play Fortnite, but that's saying to Webby, hey, Webby, for a strategy for PUBG, let's go down to a place that we always go, and you sit and wait inside of a Jeep, and I will give people to come, and you run them over. It's like, I no, mean, that I does mean, not work. Though, I'm sorry. Me and Webby have done that exact strategy. <laughs> no, we've gotten into vehicles and just run people over, but we have, no, we mean, have not I mean, lured no. people to us and then had I mean, one of us drive them I mean, over. definitely known, like, okay, there's somebody out here around here or something. You're like, all right, Webby, you watch outside. I'm just going to make a run for this vehicle or make a run for this house. When they start shooting, you shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> You've done that before, for yeah. sure. And, mm. like, the one thing, I know it's really small or whatever, but... significant, but we're going to pick it apart anyway. Yeah, and it's, it's something that I brought up to Rob was at the very end... When they put that van that was flipped over upside down on the car carrier to tow it away, they would not have pulled it onto the car carrier upside down. No, they, they would not have. Okay, <laughs> uh, that that really bought. Okay, with my dad working at a garage where they had to go and pick up cars for wrecks, he he did this job my whole life. Okay. And they would legit have to hop in a car carrier, go to, like, an accident somewhere, and then, like, tow the cars away. That part really bothered me. 
How mad would he be if, if one of the drivers showed back up to the shop with a car like that? They'd probably be fired. <laughs> They'd be like, hey, sorry, this, this is your last day. You're a dumbass. Also, another thing is they were looking for this guy from the very beginning because he kills his ex-wife and burns her house down. Yeah. They know him. They mention him on the on the TV. They have they a description kind of, of his vehicle. Yep. Yeah. That, and that truck is driving all around with tons of traffic violations before anything even happens. And everyone's just like, ah, yep. we can't find him. No idea. He's just like is sitting in the middle of traffic, blocking everybody across the street. And Sl- we have no clue where he is. <laughs> Slamming into the back of this woman's station wagon, literally surrounded and boxed in by traffic. And nobody's calling the cops or the cops aren't showing up for this truck. Ah, uh, man. I'm sorry, but in real life, this guy probably would have been caught within the first 30 minutes of the movie. For sure. For sure he would have. Like, at the gas station, he would have been caught. Yeah. Like, right after the gas station, he would have caught. But no, for sure. Like, I mean, yeah, like I said. But, I mean, like, in terms of just, like, watching it for, like, the spectacle, like, it's not a, it wasn't a bad movie in that respect. Like, just yeah, yeah it, 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 it kept my attention. Much, yeah. Just watch it. Like, yeah. It's not a bad movie just to, like, watch and, like, It's a good Friday background noise movie. Yeah. It was it's okay. Got, like, it's unreal. It's not a movie. It's not. I didn't go into it with the expectations of like, oh, this movie's gonna like be you know fucking Oscar material. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean it's, it's not a bomb or anything. It, it's okay. It's an okay watch to watch once. It's a movie. Like it's, it's a movie. Like, you're gonna watch it, it once and be like, oh, okay, cool. And then you're gonna move with your day. Um, like it's not hush. Like now, hush is a like a horror, more thriller than horror. Is that the, I, I is, that the is that the one with the girl who can't talk? Yeah, she's don't uh, okay. Yeah. Let's, I, it's on my to watch list on Netflix. Don't ruin this for me. I'm not gonna ruin it for you. I'm not gonna ruin it for you, but because uh, no, it looks creepy as movie, fuck. It's really no, it's really not. It, but it is. It puts you in that situation where it's super creepy because she, she's not. She, oh, she's she deaf, right? She's deaf. She yeah, she's deaf, so she can't hear. And yeah. it's just really fucking creepy. Like imagine being like deaf at home alone in your house. And then you get like I'm gonna like not spoil, but I'm, I'm gonna send this one part. Like you get a text from someone, and it's a picture of you sitting on the couch. And you're like, yeah. And you're like, oh fuck. You know what like, I would do? Well, me being me personally, not me being, you know, a, a a woman in a movie, obviously, is if I'm if somebody sent me a picture of me sitting on my couch, where right? he gets up. Strip- no, I would I would reply and I'd say, take another one in 20 seconds and I'd just strip nude. <laughs> just no one wants to see that. <laughs> I thought see, I'm sorry. See, see where I thought see where I thought you were going with it was I thought you were gonna be like, no, I'm gonna get up, like dump like cooking oil on my head, like strip naked and just stand in the corner with my back against the wall. And that way, when he goes to grapple me, he, he can't get a good grab. No, <laughs> see, that's a two, that's a double sided sword, though, because then you can't really grab them either. Well, no, they're still enclosed. It's much easier to grab someone enclosed if you're if you're oiled up. That's it's no, it's still very hard. Uh, well, but I, like I, you get a, I've drenched my buddy Scott head to toe in hydraulic fluid, and he did jump on my back, and he managed to cling to me, but he also had me in a headlock. That was the only way he was able to. <laughs> so, hey, yeah. Go for it. Hey. Sword, but go for it. Why not? <clears throat> well, because I'm a big guy. If I can get somebody in close, they're done. I'm slamming them to the floor, and I'm laying on top of them. Like, ah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, um, all right. So yeah. So this is unhinged. It's. I mean, again, worth a watch just once. Background noise, whatever. Some good action scenes, I will say. I I fucking hated the ending line when she kicked the scissors in the dude's face. She's like, here's your fucking courtesy tap or whatever the fuck from the beginning of the movie. It was I mean, listen, the moral of this whole entire movie is I mean be a little bit more patient and, and apologize. To be yeah. fair, the yeah. mom overreacted. She really yeah. did. Maybe I mean, maybe she deserved this. I don't... <laughs> she, she took it a little too far, but I mean to be fair, she actually did just overreact at the beginning. Well, like Rob said, one of the people that this guy killed was her brother's fiance, but she seemed like kind of an iffy character anyway, so she, he probably did her a favor. I mean, I felt kind of bad for the brother. Um, being, being lit on fire? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he survived. And surviving? Like, yeah. and surviving? Like, I, I don't know if that's worse, though. Well, I mean, we don't know how bad the burns were. The cop was right yeah. there to put he him out. He wasn't on fire for very long, so I yeah. doubt they're, like, super burned. Like, yeah. that's that's the hard question. Would you rather get, like, burned alive and die or burned alive and not die? You know? Um,. Well, I mean, it would all depend on the severity of the burns. Like again, like that, the cop was right there like, with a okay, blanket, okay. ready to I pat are, you out. But... Are, here, here, here. Yeah, yeah, are, are we talking like? Number. Are we talking like, like two face burned? Like third degree burns on like ninety percent of your body and survive or just die? Like, I mean, actually, I don't think you can survive that. It's, if you, sure if you a certain can. amount of your body is burned, you can. Let's see. Uh, so, um, most percentage. Your body can. I mean, at, at some point, your body will go into shock, and you're going to be incapable of movement, right? You'll just pass out from the pain. What percentage of body burn is fatal? Let's find out. And then you're incapable of saving yourself regardless. Right, let's see. Uh, um, nice. What the fuck is a six-degree burn? Well, I thought they only went up to th- th- third. Uh, um... <sighs> oh, that's kind of fucked up. I don't want to see pictures. I can't deal with no, that. No no, 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 I'm not saying pictures. But one of the ways you can die by being burned alive is you die of carbon monoxide that your body gives off as it's burning. So you basically yeah, die you by inhaling your own burnt body fumes. Yeah, you suffocate. It's kind of fucked up. Uh, well, you figure also the fire's burning all the oxygen around you and stuff. Yeah, it's fucked up. So. Um, burn inception accounts for usually about 50 to 60% of your body is the most that can get burned before you die in most cases, according to this article. Hmm. So, with the most possible <clears throat> percentage you can be burned and live, or would you rather just die? Uh, I mean... I, I would probably choose death only because <clears throat> burning to death is one of the, one of the few ways I really don't ever want to experience. I think like burning to death and being and being buried alive is probably the two of my top of the list there. And drowning, drowning is pretty bad too. Drow- drowning is up there with me. For me, my three in not no particular order: be burning alive, drowning, or being buried alive. Mm. Yeah, I mean they're they're relatively. Sl- I mean, 
they they're, feel like they're, they're going to be relatively slow deaths. I would probably put drowning and drowning and uh, I probably number one of the ways I know I don't want to go is being buried alive, like for sure, because that one sucks because you're just waiting for oxygen to run out, and it's very much one of those things where you're very much aware that you're going to die. See, yeah. I don't think I don't think I'll ever have to worry about that unless it's like a cave in or something. But if it's like a oh somebody's get out to get me and they want like, to bury me alive, yeah. First off, again, I'm a big dude. They're gonna get sick and tired of moving me around. They'll just fucking put a bullet in my head. <laughs> They'll be like, "No, fuck this. We're not doing this anymore." <laughs> Either that, or they better bring fucking friends to help them bury this body. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, and then they bury you too shallowly because they don't want to bury you <laughs> yeah, they don't, the hole. They're too tired like, from Bam. carrying me to the to the dig site. Build a hole. <laughs> yeah, they're like, ah, fuck. Dig a hole. Like, fuck it. I'm tired. I hate digging holes. Yeah. And I'm sorry, if I'm ever held at gunpoint and somebody says, here's a shovel, dig a hole, I'm not fucking hitting them with the shovel. Ew, I'm, with the shovel. I'm fucking attacking you until you shoot me to death. <laughs> like, that's... You think you're out of your mind if you think you're up digging my own grave. Oh, Dumbass. Or, Free labor? Oh, Hell oh, no. What is this? Yeah, oh, well, that's, what, that's what I was thinking too. With the freaking the brother, when he makes him write the letter, and the last line is "Thanks to you, I'll never see another sunset" or whatever. I'd be like, "Well, I'm done. Fuck this. You're gonna kill me anyway. Why should I do anything you want?" Yeah. I'm like, I mean, nope, yeah. done. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, like, if you make me dig my own grave, I'm just gonna like I- I'll start digging, and then if if I see an opening, I'm gonna hit you. If I don't see an opening after like about two feet, I'm just gonna fucking swing on you. I see. I don't even. I don't even care about an opening. You hit me a shovel. Well, no. That's a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going. Like dig your own grave. Like no, fuck you. Anyway, all right. Now we're doing Vanda Vision. Or you try to confuse the guy, and they they're like holding a shovel and you at gunpoint. You're like, they're like, dig your own grave, and they're like, fine, give me the gun. <laughs> See if he actually does it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right. So yeah, Wanda Vision. So Rob. When you first had me, what we watched all the episodes together, because hmm. uh, you convinced me to try it. Yeah. Even during the first episode, I kept groaning. I said, "This isn't really <laughs> my kind of show. I don't really care hmm. for it." I will say, by the last two episodes, it did hook me a little <laughs> bit more. Hmm. Um, because we got out of the whole black and white era and whatnot. No. And as you explained things, it kind of it it loosened me up to the idea of this show, I suppose. Uh, but why don't you give us a little rundown of Wandavision? Spoiler alert ahead, obviously. Oh yeah, spoiler alerts for. Uh, oh yeah, spo- <laughs> hey, if you're listening to this, spoiler alerts for what we just talked about for that movie. So if you haven't seen the movie. Pause the podcast, go watch the movie, come back, and then you can continue. Oh, yeah, we already ruined it for you. Kurt Russell died, or Russell Crowe dies. Kurt Russell is in it? Shit! (laughs) He was the brother, we just couldn't see his face. (laughs) Kurt Russell was the husband. They never showed that. Yeah, Yeah, he just had the voice lines. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So, uh, so Division. So WandaVision is a television show. It's set in the 50s. Uh, it's basically like a bewitched kind of thing, at least in the first episode, uh, where she's like got magic and there's misunderstandings and there's jokes and stuff. Uh, and they're trying to hide their magic from the neighbors. And then there's like a heart on the counter. They can't figure out why. And they think it's an anniversary. But it turns out that his boss, WandaVision's boss, the hearts are coming over for dinner. So, like, there's all these things ensue, and there's, like, funny little, like, misunderstandings and stuff, of course. And a couple times, a couple weird things happened, uh, whereas the boss starts to choke, and everyone's sitting at the table, and the wife is just laughing and saying, stop it, and looking at Wanda. Uh, so, eventually, she tells Vision to help him, and he pulls the thing, <laughs> putting his hand through his throat and pulling out the thing he was choking on. Uh, so, then everything seems to go back to normal. So that's like the only weird thing that happens in that episode. And you're kind of like, what is this? <laughs> it's like we're watching a 50s show. Uh, so then the second episode, it has moved up to the 60s, I believe. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, so everything's a little more modern. Uh, it's still in black and white. Um, and uh, so her and Vision are like married and they're. They're newlyweds, and they just moved to town, so they're meeting the neighbors, and there's this na- uh, neighbor they have named... Um... Oh, shoot. What the hell's her name? Is it Darcy? No. 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 Uh... Darcy's the other chick. Yeah. Shoot. I, mean, I can't remember. Brenda? Is it Brenda? Something like that? Let's find Let's out. Pawn division. Is it Agnes? Agnes, that's it. Uh, so she has this lady named Agnes that lives next door that's basically like her best friend. Um, she's like uh, Ethel to Lucy, basically, kind of person. Uh, so she's always helping her out and bringing her stuff. So they, this episode, they ha- they're doing some kind of fundraiser. Um, and Wanda and Vision are going to be like magicians. And his he's going to be a magician and she's going to be his assistant to raise money for uh, the kids of the town. Um, So, same things kind of happen. There's funny misunderstandings and stuff like that. Like, it's basically like going on like a sitcom. Yeah, and there's a laugh track in the background. Yeah. Um, So, this time, when she goes outside at the beginning, she finds a toy helicopter in the bushes. And if you look at it, it actually is a sword helicopter. With the, the sword symbol. The enemy. <laughs> sword who Webby says is the enemy. Um, but it's a toy. But it's in color. And everything else is still in black and white. So she's looking at it. And then Agnes comes up behind her and like startles her. And she drops it in the bushes. And it's gone. Um, so they go yep. they go to this like uh, <laughs> meeting the wives of town. And there there's like this lady that's like basically the main socialite. And... Agnes tells her that she has to get on her good side if she wants to be anything and do anything in town. So, to luncheon, she meets this other woman. Um, uh, that's Dottie. I don't remember that's what Dottie, her name. right? Is it Dottie? Dottie. Know, really... Dottie's the blonde one. Oh, Dottie. Yeah. No, I was <clears> talking <throat> about Monica, but I don't remember. I don't think her name is Monica in the Wandavision. It's when she's outside that her name's Monica. Rambo. Yeah. Isn't doesn't sort of the P. Or no, it's Geraldine. Geraldine, that's right. 
Um, so there she meets Geraldine, um, who she talks to, and she's kind of like a little different from the rest because they're all like Dottie puppets, except for Agnes and, and Wanda and Geraldine. So they're all like kind of they're talking to each other. So then it, it, it's a little <laughs> later, and uh, Wanda's helping Dottie clean up the the meeting. So it's just the two of them, and then there's a radio, and all of a sudden on the voice you hear the the song help me Rhonda but it sounds it starts to sound like almost like it's saying help me Wanda and then you start hearing a voice saying Wanda can you hear me Wanda who's doing to this this to you Wanda and uh and she, she says who are you or what are you or something like that and then she squeezes the, the glass in her hand explodes and the radio shorts and the, out and the radio shorts out yep um so then Wanda like goes back to being normal like she wraps her Dottie's hand and stuff and Dottie seems to be back to where she was too and she's like pop quiz Wanda how do you get how does a housewife get blood out of a blouse or whatever and she's like she does it herself and then she walks off so then at um in the meantime Vision goes to this uh uh, neighborhood watch meeting because they heard a noise in the night last night and he Ends up eating a gum by accident, and it gums up like all his robotic stuff on the inside. Uh, so it gums exactly- up. Uh, <laughs> I hate gums. <laughs> um, so he's acting all drunk, and he's using his actual powers in the magic show. So then Wanda starts using her powers to make everything look like it's fake. So he starts to fly, <clears throat> and she uses her magic to make it look like he's on a on like a rope. Um, and then he lifts up the piano with one hand and she d- turns it into like a cardboard cutout so that when she turns, you can see the back of it. <laughs> but one of the guys is like, that was my grandfather's piano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my grandmother's piano. <laughs> Hands down, one of the best characters in the show was that guy. He's the one too when the power goes out. He goes, oh, thank yeah. God. Do these earrings make me look fat? The power goes out. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> That's Dottie's husband, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's the one who's always bringing people pastries. Yep. <laughs> um, he's the one that got fired in the beginning, right? Because he only had like, yep. a five court. Yep. Yep. That's what that's. Oh man. Uh, so, so stuff like that keeps happening, and then he like he tries to do this card trick. And then he goes through every card, and the last one is the guy's card. And they're like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And he's like, what? I don't understand. <laughs> so then they do bring out the cabinet, and she's supposed to, he's like, I'm going to make my my lovely assistant disappear. So he opens it, but then he closes it before Wanda can get inside, and he's like, knocks it with his magic wand. And she's standing there, and she's like, honey? Uh. <laughs> so everyone starts going, what's inside? What's inside? So she does her magic, and when she opens it, Geraldine's in there. <laughs> it comes out, and she's like, one minute I was backstage, and then I was in that cabinet. How did you do that? <laughs> and he's like, a magician never reveals his secrets. Um, so then at the end of that one, they hear a noise outside, and they go out. Uh, it's just her and Vision. They go outside their house, and there's a, a sewer grate in the, in the road, which wasn't actually even there in the beginning of the show. Because you can see it when uh, Geraldine's talking, or uh, when uh, Agnes is talking to the mailman. The street doesn't have a sewer in it. So there's a sewer grate now, and it opens, and this guy comes up in a beekeeper's uniform. The evil Surrounded by bees. 
Uh, but the back of the beekeeper uniform has the sword emblem. The enemy. And Wanda just says no. And then suddenly they're back inside and they didn't hear a noise. And they're just talking. And then everything turns to color. And that's how it ends. Yeah. Uh, so then the next episode is now in the 70s. And uh, <clears throat> so... This is the one where, I, it, in some people's opinions, I may have made a poorly tasted joke. I feel. Is this the one where Wanda gets pregnant? Yeah. Remember I asked you, well, can't Vision just reach in like he did when the guy was shoving on the stake and just take that out? out. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Listen, I was super tired. It was late. Okay? I've been sleeping good. So in this episode, she's pregnant. Um, Her and Vision are having a baby, apparently. They have a doctor talk, and then he's like, oh, you're in, like, your fourth or fifth month or whatever. <laughs> and this is the size of the baby, and he's, like, comparing it to fruit. And Vision is like, how big should the baby be in two days? And he's just like, two days? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Blah, 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 blah. So then they, like, he's trying, like, they start making a nursery and stuff and painting stuff on the wall. And they got a butterfly mobile, but when she has, like, a, uh, when the baby kicks, she turns the butterflies all real. And, like, so when the baby does stuff, like, stuff starts going wrong. Oh, to the laugh track again. The stork comes alive off yep. the painting on the wall. Although it was still painted on the wall. Mm-hmm. So it didn't come alive from the wall. It just created a stork that came in the house. Yeah, I didn't realize because the first time around, I thought that the stork had just gone back onto the wall. I didn't realize it was just standing in front of the picture to make yeah. the picture. Yep. I only realized that just like when I was watching it with you. <laughs> um... So anyway, um, so stuff starts happening. Like she, she has breath and hips contractions, and the power goes out. And like I said, the guy was like, his wife was like, "Do my earrings look like that?" And as he looks, the power goes out. And he goes, "Oh, thank God!" <laughs> uh, so the power's out everywhere. And then you see the what's the uh, what's the black guy's name? I don't remember. But anyway, he's Herb. like outside. Herb. Herb. That's right. So he's outside, like, trimming the the hedges, and his head trimmer is just going through the brick wall. <laughs> Vision's like, you have problems there? But he's like, nope, perfectly fine. And he's just cutting through the wall. And uh, <laughs> so he's like, what the hell? Um, I think this so is they... the first real episode where Vision starts questioning stuff. Mm-hmm. It seemed. Yeah. Well, because the babies came out of nowhere, and they're growing super fast and everything. Yeah. He's just like... Um, so then Geraldine comes in as because he so uh, she starts to go into labor. Her water breaks and it starts raining inside the house and apparently it's raining in everybody's houses because that's why Geraldine comes over. Uh, but it, finally it stops and he goes to get the doctor who's supposed to be leaving for Bermuda. Uh, so but she starts to go into labor further while he's gone. So Geraldine shows up and she wants to get a borrow a bucket because her house is full of water from the from the water breaking. Uh, so while she's talking to um, Wanda about a promotion she got, the stork appears about the babies, and it's, it starts trying to eat the fish on Geraldine's pants. So Wanda's trying to make it disappear, but strangely she has, like, you know, she has control over all this stuff. For some reason, she can't make the stork vanish. She keeps, like, making it vanish into smoke, but it steps out of the smoke constantly. Uh, yeah, this stork was having none of her bullshit. Yeah, it was like, nope, fuck you. <laughs> uh, 
so then she like she throws apple an apple at it, I think, and it finally fl- flees, and she's like, "What was that sound?" And then she notices that Wanda's pregnant, so they go into the room. Or no, it, they went into the room first to see what was making the noise. And the stork is standing in front of the picture of the stork to look like it's not really there. And she's like, I, what is all this? And she's like, oh my god. And she's like, yeah, I know, it's a stork. I can explain it. And she's like, no, you're pregnant. And she was like, oh yeah. <laughs> so then they start to deliver the babies. And Geraldine helps her deliver the babies while like like things are opening on their own. The lights are flashing. The chandelier comes down. There's pictures on the wall just spinning in circles. And Geraldine's like, I'm sure there's a rational explanation for all of this. And Wanda's like, y- yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so she ends up delivering the babies. Well, one of the babies. And then the vision gets there with the doctor. Yeah, and Who he literally like, sprinted to the doctor's house and gave him a piggyback ride back. Mm-hmm. Um, so the doctor was like, he moved so fast or whatever. Um, so then they're, they're talking about the kid's going to be named, um, uh, Tommy. So then as they're talking, she starts to have the labor pains again. They realize it's twins. So then they had a second baby named Billy. Um, so then the doctor goes to leave and Vision's like, we'll have a good time in Bermuda. And he's like, well, I thought we were going to go, but and he like looks nervously around and he says, these small towns, so, so hard to escape. So that's kind of weird. And then. Visions like looks and he sees Agnes and and Herb talking by the wall. And then he goes over and he's like, "Hey!" And they're like, "Hi!" Like he caught them doing something, and <laughs> they start to like talk to him about Geraldine. And they're like, is, "Is Geraldine inside?" And he's like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Geraldine's new. She's brand new." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, we know." And he's like, like, "Like she doesn't even have a home yet." Yeah, she doesn't have a home. <laughs> like he's like, "What do you mean? <laughs> she doesn't have a home." And they're like, yeah, she doesn't have a home. So then you go inside, and Geraldine's talking, and uh, she's like, it's about the twins, and Wanda's like, you know, I was twins. And she's like, oh, you have a you have a twin? And she's like, yeah, my twin brother. And then what, Geraldine gets this weird look on her face, and then she like like has an epiphany, and she's like, your brother was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? And Wanda is like looking at the babies, and suddenly she just goes, what did you say? <laughs> and she's like, I said you're a cool color. Lady Wanda, you want me to say Worst playoff ever. She's like, no, what did you say about all look Wanda? Look, no, I didn't say anything. Let's just go back to what we were doing. Then she gets yeeted. She realizes she's wearing a sword necklace and she's like, Who are you? You don't belong here. And then she basically like kicks her through reality and then she comes out of a like you see this glowing border and she flies out of it and there's a whole bunch of like military people and helicopters outside of it and they're like shining it on her and that's how that one ends except that vision comes in and he's like where's uh where's geraldine and she's like she had to rush home (laughs) and he's just like and as you would see him going but they said she doesn't have a home so like then, so this is kind of the first time you realize that it's Wanda that's causing this. Although if you read the comics, you would already know that it was Wanda that was causing this. But if you didn't, and you were just watching the show, this is Wanda is the one that's causing all the stuff that's happening. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, even if you if you read the comic books, but like, act it like you didn't, it was pretty obvious she was the one causing all this to begin with. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I, I know. I would say by like mid episode three, two, if, two probably. If you didn't re- like catch on that she was the cause of this, like, yeah. See, three was the kicker for me. I think because like after the first episode, you, like we see the person's hand or whatever at the end, whichever episode that was. I was like, oh, who the fuck stuck these people in an alternate reality? But yeah, then it. By three, I was like, oh, Wanda did this. I get you. Someone's watching them. Got it. Matilda is very vocal about WandaVision. Uh, she loves the show. Um, it's the only time when Rob puts it on that she pauses from her Nazi propaganda. She puts everything on hold. And she watches one vision in complete silence. If you guys can believe that. Yeah. And then at, at the end of every Wanda episode, she says, Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I say each of these episodes has a goddamn commercial in it? And not like mm. a, you know, a State Farm commercial. It's literally a commercial made f- in the Marvel Universe for products in this universe. And some of them are like Hydra. <clears throat> like there was a watch that was a Hydra watch. Yep. First one was a toaster that could toast pie. It was to- yeah, yeah, that was a toaster made by Stark Industries, by the way. Yeah, that was my very first question. When they're like, "You can cook both sides of the bread in record time," blah blah blah, and you can even cook pie. It's like, what? Excuse me, you toast pie? You put pie in the toaster? Mm-hmm. This doesn't seem logical, but sure. Yeah, the first the first commercial was um, the toaster. I the think Toastmate two thousand. Yeah. The second commercial in the second episode was um, Strucker watches, which everybody knows. Baron von Strucker. Baron von Strucker. Yep. Yep. And then the third one was the uh, Hydra soap bath powder. Mm-hmm. Yep. The fourth one didn't have an ep- didn't have one. Yeah, the fourth episode didn't have a commercial. And then the fifth one was the uh, Lagos paper towel. Paper towels. Yep. Yeah, so the fourth episode, and the reason they didn't have a commercial was because it's not in the WandaVerse. And this is... Now, at this point, the third episode, or whichever... Which episode was it where they did the the magic show? The second. Second. I was kind of pulled in with that. It was funny. Third episode, eh. The fourth episode pulled me in because it had nothing to do with what was happening in the town, really. (laughs) Uh, and Darcy, this is the one where Darcy Lewis was introduced, uh, played by Kat Denning, Kat Dennings, who's super hot. So grabbed my attention. Okay. Continue. (laughs) So the fourth episode, it's in the real world outside what they call the Maximoff anomaly because they realized that one is causing it. Um, so it shows you how Geraldine got in there. Her real name is Monica Rambo, and it brings in a bunch of people from different Marvel movies. So Monica Rambo is from um, uh, Captain Marvel. Um, she's the daughter of Captain Marvel's best friend. Yep. Um, Darcy is from Thor, obviously. Yep. And uh, it has Jimmy Woo from Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, so they all come together to try to figure out what's going on. 
Monica gets pulled into the thing and becomes Dar um, Geraldine. Darcy figures out that there's a broadcast coming from it and gets an old TV, so they're able to actually watch the show. Yep. They're trying to identify the people of the town. And most people outside the town don't even realize that it's missing. They talk to the sheriff, and he's like, there is no such town, even though they're standing underneath the sign that says West Westview. Is that it? Westview? Yep. Um, and they're like, well, where are you from? I'm from Eastview. And they're like, but there's no Westview? No, never has been. So then they're wondering why they're not affected. They're like, was it a distance thing that everyone outside... Because like nobody's reported anyone missing or anything. The only reason that they know anything was going on was because Jimmy Wu had a a parole a parolee in that town that he tried to contact. He couldn't get a hold of. So then he came here and they realized that it was missing. And Monica asked him why he hasn't gone in, and she's he's like, it doesn't want me to. Can't you feel it? And apparently she did not because she walked up to the wall and got sucked in. Yeah, it like yanked her in. <laughs> <laughs> um. <sighs> So yeah, so when they come back out, and she tells them that it's, it's just a Wanda doing all this, and uh, like they test her clothes and whatever, and they like her clothes were made out of the clothes she was wearing, like it's Kevlar and stuff. So they realize that Wanda's like changing reality, which I don't think she should be able to do, because they thought her powers were exclusively telepathic and telekinesis. So they oh, realize that she, little do they know. Um, so yeah, so they're all on the outside, they're trying to figure out what's going on, um, and that, actually, that episode ends when Monica comes back, uh, because it basically shows, like, it's basically a rerun of the first three episodes, but from the outside, people watching it and trying to figure out what's going on. Yep. And then the last episode is Monica talking to them about it. Inside, um, they're, they're talking with the the babies, they're trying to get them to sleep. Agnes shows up and offers to help, and then something weird happens where like, she's gonna grab the babies, but Vision gets it away, and he's like, no, I, I don't think I want you to touch them, blah, 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 blah. So then she's kind of just standing there, and she looks at Wanda, and she's like, should we should we go again? And Wanda's like, what? She's like, you want to be to take care of the babies? Should we start over from my line? And <laughs> Vision is like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And then like, <laughs> and then and then Vision pulls Wanda aside or whatever and he's like, Did you not just hear what I heard? Like, are we hearing different things? Like, what's up with this? And then they turn around and the crying stopped. And Agnes is like sitting on the countertop drinking bourbon and the kids are just standing at the bottom of the stairs, like aged yeah, to like, like five years old. Five or six. Yeah. And they're like, Oh my god. So then they do, like, a weird intro thing, like, the beginning of the show. Super shows, fucking like, creepy. Okay, listen. Vision was never a child. Devin, back me up on this. Vision was created as an adult. Like, his body was created as an adult. So child Vision, both baby and then the one right after that, before, like, high school Vision. Those two, fucking nightmare fuel, those pictures. I had to rewind it and pause it and show Rob. I was like, this one looks like he just ate a family. And he yeah. had like the buck teeth and like the weird hat and stuff and like just this this these wide blank like serial killer eyes. <laughs> it didn't bother me as much because in the comics vision has a daughter. Uh, I forgot about that. That he well, she's actually kind of new. He has a son too, actually. 
But still, yeah, Baby Vision, man. Yeah. And like his actual infant one, it literally looking at it, you're like, okay, I know it's an infant. It's like in a, it's sitting in like a pile of pillows and it's small, but it has like an old man face. <laughs> like with all the lines and stuff, it just makes it look like wrinkle lines. It's like, ah, this is bothering me. Like it's, it's bad. I, it was nightmarish. Hellish. All right, continue. I just wanted to chime in on baby vision. All right, so, so he's like, and then he's like, an ag, like they're arguing and about still about like what happened, and he's like, Agnes saw the kids change from babies to children, and she didn't even bat an eye, and blah blah blah, and then she's like, yeah, so we don't need to hide it anymore. So the kids are like, they found a dog and they're hiding it in the sink, and she's like, it's hard to keep you two to stand still. She's like. I know I see you had to grow up to stop the crying, but I wish you hadn't learned to walk. You're always wandering away. <laughs> like, unless you're standing as a human shield in front of something. So she walks over, finds the dog. It has no collar. She says that they, maybe they can keep it. Vision's like, no. And then she makes she makes a collar appear out of nowhere. And she's like, uh, Vision is... Uh, uh, and Vision's like, why did you do that? You just did that right in front of Agnes. And he's like, she's like, oh, Agnes doesn't care, and I'm tired of hiding. And that's when he brings up about her not caring that the children went to to adults. And she's like, so the kids are like, can we keep them? And she's like, well, your father and I uh, are thinking that it's you're too young for this responsibility, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you shouldn't have, be able to have a dog until you're at least, uh, and she like turns towards him and he goes, ten. 10 years old. And she's like, until you're 10 years old. So the kids look at each other and they're like, and then Wanda and Vision are like, no, don't you do it. And then they age to 10 years old. And they're like, damn it. <laughs> so now they're 10 year olds and they have the dog. And uh, so then it comes to Vision at work. And uh, well, no, it cut back outside. And that's when they found out that the, the clothes were Kevlar. So then they're talking about how like when they sent in the drones, they turned to toys. The guy in the hazmat suit, he turned into a beekeeper. And the, the rope turned into a jump rope. And they're, he's like, so they realize that whatever era she's in, the things turn into that. And they're like, well, what if we send in something that doesn't require a, an era tank? So then it comes to Vision at work. And he's uh, setting up computers, like brand like old-timey computers for them. And they're talking about it. And they're talking about email and stuff. So then they get their first email, and it's from it says about the the Maximoff anomaly, and that Westview citizens are be, could be being affected by radiation and stuff like that. And it's like, what the hell? So he touches the screen, and like his hands spark, and it goes out. And he's he kind of looks at his hands, and then he touches his coworker uh, on the sides of the head with his hands, and it sparks again. And then he starts like saying, "You make her stop." Make her stop this. He's like, I, my family, I haven't been able to call them. I need to call my sister. My mom is sick, blah, blah, blah. So he's like freaking out. And he's like, where's my phone? I need my phone. And then uh, Vision's trying to get out of him. What's happening? He's like, what's happening? What? And he's like, make her stop. It hurts what she's doing. It hurts so bad. And blah, blah. And he starts like saying stuff. So his Vision puts his head, hands back on his head. And then he like goes back instantly to what he was doing. He's like, so if I send an email, do I need a stamp? Uh, and then the laugh track goes off. And he's like... Ah, uh, technology. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that <was> so, 
Um, so then the the dog, or uh, they hear something outside. Well, I was talking to the kids about how the dad's at work, and they're like, "But it's Saturday," and she's like, "No, it's Monday," and they're like, "Mom, it was Saturday this morning." <laughs> Is that we're not taking any of your crazy manipulative shit tone. <laughs> she's like, well, sometimes adults have to get obligations and blah, blah, blah. So she's like trying to explain it away. And she's like, but we'll always be family. She's like, like, sometimes me and your dad might fight, but it's only temporary. And then she's like, you know how you fight with your brother, but he'll always be your brother and blah, blah, blah. Um, so then they hear a noise outside. Uh, well, she, they said something about her having a brother, and she mentions Pietro again. Uh, but then they hear a noise outside, so they all three of them go outside, and the dog gets out the door. So when they get out, there's a drone out there, like an, an 80s technology-style drone. And Monica is flying it, and she's trying to talk to her. <clears throat> um, she's saying, like, Wanda, talk to me, please. I just want to help, blah, 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 blah. So then Wanda's eyes start to glow bright red. <laughs> And they're they, in the tent. They're like, no joy. And then instantly, the fucking guy in charge is like, arm the missile. <laughs> or whatever the hell. And Monica's like, the drone's not armed. And he's like, don't listen to that. Take the shot. And she's like, what the fuck? So then the cameras go out. And Monica's having a fit. So you didn't tell me that they were armed, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, we had to take the take the opportunity and blah blah blah. So then they're like, there's a breach, breach in the perimeter. So they go outside with a bunch of like guns and stuff, and and all uh, Jimmy and and Darcy and Monica all go out too. And uh, freaking Wanda comes out, dragging the missile by its tail, <laughs> <sighs> and she like flings it at their feet, and she's like, did you forget something, or is this yours, or something like that? And they're all like. Um, he's like, you can hardly blame us, Wanda. And she's like, oh, I think I can blame you. And he's like, you have a bunch of people hostage. And she's like, I'm not the one with the guns, which really isn't an answer to that. Which I'm like, she, she doesn't really have an answer. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, <laughs> she is holding an entire town against their will. So yeah. Um. So she's like, this is your only warning. Stay away. And, like, Monica still tries to talk to her or whatever, and she's like, oh, you're still here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so she tells them to stay away. That this is their last warning. And then she charges back inside. Well, as she's charging back, all she uses her power and all the guys with guns point them at the director of S.W.O.R.D. The enemy. <laughs> uh... So when she goes back in, though, they all return back to normal. And they lower their guns, but, like, there's a giant... The wall is now like turning, turns red, and it's like bright red. I'm assuming it's meaning no one can cross inside. I don't know yet, though. But anyway, so she goes back inside, and uh, her and Vision have another argument because she says what happened at work, and he's like, "You're controlling everything." I didn't believe it at first, but she's like, "I have." To, he's like, "I have to believe that at first you were doing this subconsciously, but now you're aware of it." He's like, you have to let these people go. And she's like, what do you think? I'm controlling everything. I'm getting people to, to work and school and dentist appointments on time. And then she like sits back on the couch and he's like, and every time he's like, we're not just down on the couch and watch TV and all this is going to reset to a new era. He's like, we're just, we're going to talk about this. Can't bring up distractions. And then as he says that doorbell rings and she looks at the door and she looks back at him and she's like, I know you're going to think I did that, but I did it. And he's like, 
at this point, I have to go with the average. It's Wanda. She's like, I swear, I didn't do it. So she goes and she opens the door, and like you see from her point of view, like her face gets super shocked. So, and as Darcy's going back inside to grab her notebook, she sees this, so she sits down and starts watching it. So then as the camera turns to see who's at the door, it's it's Quicksilver, but it's not her Quicksilver, it's the Quicksilver from the X-Men universe. And he's like, hey, is sis? And Darcy's like, she recast Pietro? Uh, and that's pretty much how it ends. <laughs> probably the best choice, and obviously <laughs> the better Pietro. Just I know, you sent me the side-by-side comparison, I saw. <laughs> yes. Um, I will say, for the for the listeners out there, I almost said the viewers, but nobody watches this because it's an audio podcast. For the listeners out there, uh, both me and Devin have been looking. Devin linked the picture of Baby Vision in in Discord for us. Looks like an old man. The one that you I know, think, the one where I think he looks terrifying, okay. is too terrifying for Google because neither me or Devin can find a picture of it. <laughs> Nobody wanted oh, to post like, it. A small child with that evil grin. Yeah, and he has like the buck teeth, and it looks like he just ate a family of five. <laughs> I swear to God, he did. I, that's man. But yeah, that, that no Google images on on that one. Uh, now, have you read up? Like, do you know what the next episode, like the premise of the next episode, is going to be, or do you not look stuff like that up? I don't usually look stuff like that up. Right, Although what? I did see a slight spoiler of... Because I just happened to see... Oh, I found it right now. I found it right away. The picture? What did you uh, Google? Vision Episode 5 uh, pictures. Vision Episode 5 pictures. See, it's not coming up on mine. Maybe they know that it freaks me out, and they're like, nah, we're not going to put it on his Google search images. Maybe. Oh, I forgot to say that at one point when they were arguing, it shows Vision's corpse instead of Vision standing there yelling at her. And then later on, you find out that she stole his corpse from the S.W.O.R.D. headquarters. So that he's just basically animating his corpse to walk around. And now, I have two questions about this. First off... So this is in current timeline, right? Essentially, mm-hmm. this is a I think a week after. Um, I think it technically three three weeks after the events of Avengers Endgame. Okay, um, that's when it starts, and then obviously when we get um, what's her name when she pops back in reality, it picks up with current more current timeline. Okay, so a couple questions. First, at this point in Wanda's life. Do you think she's powerful enough to reshape the reality of the world? Or is it more so just kind of <clears throat> the size of a town that's, at this point? That's probably going to be at the end of Whoa. episode 9. <clears throat> end of episode I, 9 they're probably going to do like House of M stuff end of episode 9, I would imagine. Yeah, I, well, I was thinking two things. I'm thinking either one, because at the end of, like, because this is kind of based on the House of M storyline somewhat. Because that's when she had her kids and all that, and she re- rewrote reality. She fucked um, up the entire Marvel universe. Yeah. So at the end of that, the same way she, Flash fucks up the DC one all the time. I mean, she she literally erased um eighty percent of mutants. Oh God, here's the yeah. picture. So at the end, she 
Um, end of that, she, yeah, she erases all the mutants. So I'm wondering if this is going to be the opposite effect where she creates the mutants. Yeah, I was just about to post that because I was saved it, but I couldn't find it where I had saved it. I don't know Devin, tell me you would not shit your pants if you woke up in the middle of the night and that was looking at you. <laughs> I mean, in that scenario, maybe, but like... With yeah. that expression and everything. I mean, you know, probably. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'd, be like, dude, I'd be like, dude, I'd be like, dude, don't eat me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Whatever I did to piss you off. Alright, so next question. Oh, I didn't finish. Oh, okay. So I was thinking either that's going to be, instead of her erasing all the mutants at the end of this, she's going to create the, all, all the mutants, and that's how they get into the Marvel Universe. Or oh. they kind of already hinted at she's gonna, she, where she's gonna merge the timelines, maybe. Yeah, either that or um, because they've hinted that they don't know where her powers are coming from because they're like the mind stone should only be giving her her telepathic and telekinesis. But whatever this reality warping power is, it's coming from somewhere else. So I wonder if they're gonna be like, oh, she's a mutant and too, and that's how she gets to be the Scarlet Witch as she is. Because like, he specifically asked you, he's like, does she have any one of those funny nicknames and blah blah? blah and he's like. No, sir. <laughs> now, wait, she's not in possession of a stone, though, right? No, but the mind stone is what gave her her telepathic abilities. That was their explanation for her uh, having them. Yeah, being that's leader. right. All right, so my next question is, when this is happening and S.W.O.R.D. is... Unless S.W.O.R.D. Is, maybe the answer is just the fact that S.W.O.R.D.'s trying to do it by themselves. But how come the, you know, what remains of the Avengers weren't called in? to deal with this? Because this is kind of a high-level issue? Mm. Well, I mean, they were all dealing with the aftermath of what happened. Because this is, like I said, this is only like two weeks after Hulk snapped everybody back into reality. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot, probably a lot more going on. That's not to say they might not see other Avengers or something. Huh. All right. I mean, those 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 my only two questions I had. So, Devin, but what the Monica, hell are you posting? This is this is also nightmare fuel. That looks kind of like the a mix between the first two pictures. It's old man buck teeth vision ginger like cookie. Gingerbread man? That is that is the that is the ginger dead man. The ginger dead man. Gotcha. That's fucked up. The, fun fact: in the first movie, he was played by Gary Busey. Well, this I mean, is that I, from the last I see the resemblance. But you throw some stringy <laughs> hair on top of that; it kind of looks like Gary Busey. Yeah, that's from that's from the last movie, the most recent one. I think from twenty thirteen, uh, which is uh, Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong. Oh God, what? So they've gone from Mega Shark versus Insane Shit. To now, Ginger Dead Man versus other things. Well, Ginger Dead Man is old. Ginger Dead Man came out. Hold on, Ginger Dead Man. This is an off-topic rant, but whatever. It wouldn't be SU without one. Ginger Dead Man. You know, I don't know. I think Google does listen to everything we say because I was scrolling through the Google images searches of Vision Episode Five pictures, and now I just see one called Ginger Vision. Before we get completely off topic, I just want to say. One of the things, too, is that um, Monica said she called in an aerospace engineer expert, which a lot of people are thinking that might be Reed Richards. So that's they're going to tie they're thinking they're going to tie in the Fantastic Four. Please don't. Please, please, Marvel, listen. 
Listen, um, hold on. Give up on the Fantastic Four. Please. I was gonna say it has not worked. I I I feel like I read something about them trying, uh, thinking about rebooting the Fantastic Four again for the fifteenth time to yeah. stop it. Now it's not gonna work. I am going to say. Disney rather than I, I am going to you say can, you can just make a reference to them, just leave them out, make a reference. Listen, like, oh yeah, the Fantastic Four. That's cool. I'm I'm with I'm with Devin on this f- to an extent. I think they should only reference Reed Richards working on there. I do not think you should introduce any character until you have made a Fantastic Four movie that has not been fucked up. Yes. Yes. If you can make one and if you can prove that you can make a Fantastic Four movie that is legitimately good and well done on on the level of the other Marvel movies, then sure, introduce put throw Reed Richards in one division. You know, whatever. But until you prove to us that you can't drop that ball because you've dropped it so many goddamn times, don't be introducing no Fantastic Four people. It was funny though, because <clears throat> people were talking about how they were like, Oh, um, What's his face? Uh, he's. They're like, oh, Captain uh, America is going to come back, and blah, blah, blah. And people are like, yeah, but see, he's not coming back as Captain America. He's coming back as Johnny Storm. <laughs> it's like, no. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh... I would, I would, I would, I would cry. Just don't. <laughs> don't, don't do that. We don't need that in our lives. Don't do that. Nobody asked for that. Uh, okay. Uh, with that being said, Devin, you just watched all these episodes pretty much yesterday, right? Yep, I watched now, them all in one sitting yesterday. What were your thoughts going into the show versus once you finished the show? <clears throat> and did they change? I'll say this, right? Like, I think it's going to be, especially with episodes only being like 30-ish minutes long, I really feel like I was just going to wait and, but you guys want to do the SG one. I was going to wait. Cause I tried to watch first episode. I was like, okay, I'm not really feeling it, but I was going to wait until all nine were released and just binge it in one, in one setting. Mm-hmm. But did you get one episode? I was like, all right, I'll go ahead and watch it now. And I mean, I think they have a lot of work to do for four episodes. So effectively they have two hours. Cause I mean, it's only nine. It's only a nine episode show. Yeah. See that. I didn't know either. Yeah, it's only a nine episode show. I'm so, honestly where they left off. I'm kind of curious as to where they're gonna go. Like, I, I, mean, yeah, I don't only, know what direction they're it's going. It's only. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the next episode's gonna be more conflict with Vision and Wanda, and then it's gonna be um, some other stuff. Her getting stronger, her not being able to control it, and then it's gonna end in something along the lines of like a giant, like multiversal wide, like power explosion. Yeah, that um, that kind of links all of the. Yeah, that's what things. I'm. That's what I'm, prophesizing it to be. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't dislike it. It's one of those shows like okay, like I'm gonna watch it. I don't. I'm gonna watch it. I don't know if I'm gonna like tune in every single week to watch it. I may just wait for the other four episodes to come out and watch it like next month or whatever, and just like sit down and watch it from start to finish. Yeah. Um, because I mean, it is kind of required watching because it's probably gonna tie in everything in like in going into the next set of movies yeah probably like required watching yeah but yeah i mean I, I don't i don't hate it i don't i'm not like in love with it like people online were like freaking out like oh crazy i'm like i saw yeah. all this coming ahead of time like this is like all of like even knowing the character but acting like i didn't know what was gonna happen like 
nothing really surprised me. I was just like, now, I will say I was surprised. I figured Quicksilver was going to show up at some point. I was surprised that it was the X-Men one. Yeah. yeah that yeah, one yeah, did like, throw me for a loop. Yeah. That, that was probably the coolest part. I, that was probably the only part that I was like, whoa, really? That's really cool. Like that really caught me like kind of off guard, but everything else was kind of just like so far. It's just like, all right. I mean like, cool, but I, I don't know. I, now people online are like, Oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm like, how, it's, it's, it's all right. how would you feel? If in one of the one of the episodes, they have like a security van or whatever pull up to like the outer force field thing that's now turned red because Wanda's angry Wanda now. Uh, and Liliana Rasputin comes out with her psychic sword and like cuts a hole in it and fucking steps in <laughs> from New Mutants. I mean, I'd, I'd be down with that because she's, she was the best fucking thing in that movie. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. The bear was dope. <laughs> huh? Bear was kind of the villain ish. Hey, sort of. listen, it was misunderstood. I just okay. want to see Deadpool pop in and then her just keep trying to blink him out and he just keeps ending up like in random places, but like she can't get rid of him. Yeah. That'd be kind of funny. Like that like, like a, just a head in the mailbox. It's like Jesus. <laughs> it's dark in here. Yep. Or like <laughs> Or, like, he's, like, talking to her. He's, like, trying to, like, talk her off the ledge. She, like, blips him out of existence. And then, like, she opens her freezer. He's just, like, he's just chilling in the freezer, like, stuffed in the freezer. Like, anyway, like I was saying. Now, I know Deadpool, obviously, I, I in the comics, uh, <laughs> Wanda could just literally snap her fingers and Deadpool would be gone. Yeah, she could literally snap him out of existence. Yeah. Well, yeah. but, in, like. In one capacity or another, she could get rid of him. But, like. Physical damage wise, I don't even think Wanda's capable of killing Deadpool. She could atomize him, you know. I think he would still uh, grow back from what little, like from from like an an actual like electron or you know a, a, you know whatever from an uh, from an <laughs> atom. I think he would just grow back. Because each elect each like atom or electron becomes a mini micro Deadpool. Well, that's oh, more like God. That, that's specifically like Lobo's level of generate like regeneration in DC. Like Lobo, that actually happened to him. Like uh, he like lost a finger and he like went off world. And so instead of the finger, his finger grew back, but that finger also had to regenerate. It just made a new person. Right. Like <laughs> just a starfish. Grew a new person. It was just like fuck it. But I, I think. I think in the comics it was either I want to say actually it was Wolverine that literally got completely obliterated by a nuclear bomb and still ended up regenerating. Well, see, this is the thing, right? What what makes him what makes his with him with his cancer is what actually makes his regeneration power so actually weaker than it actually is. Right. Um. Like so, if he got rid of his cancer, yeah, like, it's yeah. I yeah. think I do think if Deadpool is is atomized, like I do think he would be gone. Hmm. Like, All right. I don't think he can regenerate from being atomized. Also, slightly off topic, but I know that you might find this, you might appreciate this, and I don't know if you've read this. Uh, I was going over the cast of. Um, I was looking at the cast lineup for the new Suicide Squad reboot that they're doing. Um, has like Idris Elba and stuff in it. 
Uh, I don't know who they're cast. Well, I they have an idea of who they're casting for it, but uh, Arms Fall Off Boy might be in it. No. Yeah. I hope he's just like that. I hope they treat him like they treated uh, who the Grasshopper, or uh, no, uh, was it Batroc? Batroc the Leaper. I hope they treat him like they treated Batroc the Leaper. In th- what? In Thor? No. No. In um. Who the hell's so, Batroc? Oh, the, the, the Marvel. Oh, the Marvel. No. Uh, who, you're talking the first Suicide Squad. Yeah, you're talking the movie. one who's like who could climb anything. <laughs> Yeah, and he started climbing up the rope, and they just I blew his head get, off. I always get him confused with uh, with Grasshopper. I really wish they would do like that. Well, if they the do, movie. it's going to be a real. Marvel. If they do, sure. But I, I think that they're looking at casting Nathan Fillion as Arms Fall Off Boy. That'd be amazing. Yeah, if, if they just like cast him and just immediately blew him up. Because like my favorite comic book death of all time is Grasshopper. One, I think Grasshopper two or Grasshopper three. Um, there's a couple people who have the name, but he literally, his power, he had the suit for the first time and he, he had like a suit that let him jump really high and he literally just jumped in the orbit and died. Jesus. Like it was like his first time on panel. Like I think he was like West coast Avengers or something, either West coast or East coast Avengers. He just like jumped and just kept going and jumped in the orbit. Yeah. And died. But yeah, so I figured you might want to know because I, I mean I've heard you mention him before along with because uh, he's the stupidest character <laughs> of all time. Well, also you've mentioned po- uh, was it Polka Dot Man or whatever? Polka Dot Man's also pretty stupid. But he's 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 in it. Even a joke. Polka Dot Man's in it. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. I see they're going just for a purely co- comedy level of uh, which call it. Possibly, John Cena's playing. Um, Essentially, the Captain America guy there, the uh, peacemaker. Oh, okay, nice. Uh, and I, apparently, they're doing like an a, uh, maybe not an HBO Max, but it's one of those types of things. That they're doing a spinoff show with him about Peacemaker. There's really not a lot about Peacemaker. I've tried reading up on him, and I've only heard references of him in other comics. But like, he's apparently the guy where. Like, he just has a lot of gadgets and stuff, and he's essentially the Captain America. Like, peak physical human condition, blah, blah, blah. And he hates violence and such so much that he'll kill for it. He'll kill to keep peace. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he he's kind of weird. Although, if I, if I had, like, uh, if I had to pick, like, one per, one character that i want to see like a tv show for or a movie show for a, a movie show it'd be fall arm off way no it would not be oh. it'd be moon Knight. oh i'd love to see a good like a good gritty like moon Knight show yeah like it'd on par Knight. on par with like how the netflix dealt with the punisher show because oh, i really shit. like apparently that. they are talking about doing one really yeah i'd, uh, I'd love disney, to see a Midnight one. Plus. i don't know how what you call it is is this actual look of legit teaser? <clears throat> so, I was just talking out my ass, but apparently it won't exist. Uh, with that being said, we are about an hour and fifteen minutes in, so we're gonna we're gonna round up the episode here. But I do have a couple questions for you guys. Okay. Now these are I pulled this off of a list of essentially mind-boggling questions that you will ever read. Okay, some of them are really dumb. Uh, such as if a cyclops closes his eye momentarily, is it a wink or a blink? 
I guess. Well, uh, it's a blink, but I mean, can 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 a cyclops wink at you? Maybe if they do it like with a really over exaggerated like head gesture, like they're gesturing towards you when they do it. Um, all right, here's one for the religious people out there. So God can do anything, right? Sure. Okay. Can God microwave a burrito so hot that he couldn't eat it? Yeah. See, these are the types of questions I have. <laughs> like, why? I'm just met with silence. I just I ask and just <laughs> met with silence. Um, like, why? I mean, it's it's like a that's a paradoxical question because. You're asking if he can, if he can, if he has the ability to microwave a burrito so hot he couldn't eat it. But if you establish the fact that God can do anything, yes, the answer is yes. But then the answer is really also no because he, if he microwave it, he should be able to eat it because right. he can do anything, including eating it. Yeah, it's a paradox question. When you ask that question, the universe implodes. It's just that's like the statement I used to make all the time as a, as a joke. Um, what was it? I gotta remember. I gotta remember the exact wording of it. But you go ahead. I think okay. So the next one, Rob, is if hu- if humans are so bad for the environment, where did barn owls live before there were barns? I. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> called barn owl. Well. <laughs> <laughs> They lived in trees like regular owls. Uh, <laughs> uh, isn't saying that something is indescribable describing it? Not really. I mean, you want I mean, her? Any information about it? Yeah, but saying something is indescribable is stating an observation of something, which would be describing something. Not really. Eh. Well, okay, hold on. I got one more for you. I have a thing in my hand. It's undescribable. What have I told you about it? That it's indescribable. Which means it's probably nothing. You're holding no, nothing. Not nothing. I picked something up specifically. What's so in your pockets? What's in my hand? I don't know. I lose. I, I lose this game. But I, I hate. I, I, told I hate this game. Barn so owls. Bar- <laughs> All right, last one for this one because I have a whole list of these. I'm going to do some of these at the end of some of the other SUs. It was a purple chicken, by the way. Yeah, well, that's very <laughs> describable, though. So you lied to me. Yeah. But see, if I said it was indescribable, that's not describing it. That gives you no clues that it's a purple chicken. It gives me... Yes, it does, because it tells me that it's something that I can't describe. Therefore, it's colorless. It's featureless. Oh, no, which it might would literally color. be nothing. No, because if it had a color, you could describe the color no, to me. Something is undescribable. It's nothing. So, undescribable means it's nothing? I would assume so. But then you're describing nothing. Describe a color to a blind person. It's indescribable, yet we still know it's a color. Oh, touche. That, hmm, that, that raises a whole new level of questioning <laughs> on my end. All right, last one. Do crabs think that fish can fly? Because they're bottom feeders? Maybe. 
You'd have to ask a crab. Well, let's go talk to a crab. Well, crabs can come out of land, though, which puts a whole pickle on this situation. I like, know, because then, land, they, then they see seagulls, and they're like, what the fuck? But then also, when they're on land, the fish are below them, so they're like, wait, you're not flying. Yeah, but you're... when they're on land, they, they can't see into the water and see the fish below them. But when they're in the water, they can see the fish that are flying around above them. That's a conundrum. We need to talk to a crab. We need <laughs> we sentient do. crabs in our lives. No, no, please no. <laughs> Why not? We could talk to those crabs that grab knives and walk sideways. I mean, that just sounds like one of those mistakes that ends the world. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're just overthrowing governments. Yeah. They've rallied against the human race. Oh, man. All right. So that's the last ones I have. I don't know if Devin found his wording on his paradoxal. I didn't know. But it was just a. I I didn't get the exact wording now, but it was just it was just a play on the wires paradox. Oh, gotcha. <clears throat> All right. So as we wrap up, we need a life advice with Devin and a science corner with Rob. Getting real with Rob. Uh, let's start with getting real with Rob. Uh, you were not prepared for this. I was not. I totally forgot about <laughs> getting real with Rob. We haven't done it in a while. Uh, hmm. Okay, so I have a question for you. Might not be super scientific. Okay. Uh, it's WandaVision related. Okay. Uh, the Kevlar clothing from like the seventies mm-hmm. that 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 lady that Geraldine <clears throat> had. Yes. That was completely bulletproof. The pants, the shirt, all of it. Mm-hmm. Would that be possible? You could make bulletproof pants, but they would be very thick. So, like, hard to move around in and stuff? Yeah, like, you couldn't make pants that thin, that actual bulletproof. Not without magic. Not without Wanda's magic, no. Yeah, like, it has to be pretty thick in order to... Like, that's why they usually only do vests, because you can cover it over with, like, a coat or something, and you can't tell you have it on. Right. Uh, But you pants but they would be like difficult to move in and you it's like if you hit you'd have to leave the joints free so like you could bend your knees and stuff uh now so your knees will be vulnerable and stuff like that you couldn't essentially well maybe not bulletproof but maybe like uh how about like um like slice proof like um like they have those gloves that you can't cut through because essentially it's just really really small mm-hmm. layered chain mail essentially yeah yep. uh could yeah. you could you make full clothing out of that and just pretty much be impervious to people slashing at you? You just answered your own question. It's called chain mail. Yeah, I'm talking like more on the light side, like like the like 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 wearing a t shirt and as opposed to wearing I mean you three hundred pounds with honestly with with modern materials you probably could make fairly light chain mail. Yeah, you could. You could like the gloves, you could make whole stuff out of it. But I mean it's not very fashionable. It'd be like weird and clunky to wear, but it wouldn't be super heavy like an actual <clears throat> Huh. Let's get on it. Let's make let's make some chainmail t shirts and stuff and just slash at people with katanas and see if it works. Yeah. That's called murder, Webby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean it, I people get hurt a lot, but like 
I don't think it's enough to warrant a whole wardrobe made of slash proof material. I mean, you don't know. Maybe you're some guy who has had a, a, a Russell Crowe person chasing you around all day <laughs> and just slashing at you with knives constantly, and you're just really paranoid about knives. My life advice ties into something Webby said earlier, kind of, sort of. All right. We're bringing it full circle. So we're going to go into life advice with Devin. Now we know we can have chainmail, like a full chainmail wardrobe if we chose to. <clears throat> life advice with me is if anyone ever tries to hurt you, tell them you have a gun, a shovel, and an alibi. <laughs> Good <What's> advice. <laughs> Good advice. Rob, did you say what's the shovel for? Yeah. To make them dig their own grave. Yeah, but then they're just going to strike at you with the shovel like you or said. you, Or you just shoot them and then you dig the grave. Either way, you have an alibi. Yeah, digging graves is so... Seems like a lot of work. Also, it's really like <laughs> seasonal and depending on where you live. Like, you couldn't... you If you were a murderer and that was like your thing was to like Bury, bury people. You can't do that in the wintertime in the Northeast. The ground's frozen solid. No, that's why you just, that's when you just, like, you go ice fishing and then you just slowly slide him into the hole with, like, weights tied to his ass. Let him sit there for a while. I mean, that is true. They have, like, the ice fishing sheds that are out on the uh, lakes and stuff. So, like, you're, you're secluded, you know? <laughs> You just imagine a murderer weekend at Bernie's people. <laughs> just walk, wait, waving the dead body's hand so no one notices as you walk into the ice fishing shed. <laughs> God, we're morbid. All right. Uh, well, with that, Rob, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor. And Devin, where can people find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at DMP underscore Pookie and on Twitch someday um, at Mr. D3. And as always, you go. I was going to say, you also can find me on eBay. That's um, what I was waiting for. Standing standing between uh, Vision Buckteeth. <laughs> uh, just small chunks of you because he's eating you. Fucking creep. <laughs> As always, everybody, thank you for listening. You guys can follow me on Twitter at JaxForestWalker, all one word, on Twitch at DMWebby, and on Instagram at Patrick.Webster52, uh, and on eBay at SwordIsTheEnemy. Um, and thank you for listening. Until next time, everybody, fuck Booster Gold. Fuck Booster Gold. Wow, the outro music is super loud. I have a surprise for you guys once Ross is done with it. I'm just going to lay it on there and then I'll tell you uh, when I use it so you guys can just listen to the intro. So, But I have another intro song possibly being made in the works. Yeah. Yep. We're only going to use it like a couple times and then this is going to be our intro music. But anyway, <laughs> we'll be done. <laughs>